Shalom Chavirim. It's eight o'clock and it is Wednesday night. And it always takes a few minutes for people to decide if they want to log on or not. Our topic this evening, political cults, religious cults. Yes, 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 yes. We're, we're human beings. And as human beings, we're, um, it's not so much vulnerable or susceptible, it's just the nature of being human. Mm -hmm. And TikTok is an excellent forum for human beings. It gives us a chance to listen to other people, it gives us a chance to post. However, it doesn't give us a chance to dialogue. It doesn't give us a chance really to analyze or think about something. So I, I thought a good topic tonight would be political cults and religious cults. And possibly some of your questions. Um, about Judaism, philosophy, theology, history. I'm afraid I can't really help you with chemistry. I can help you a little bit with psychiatry, but not really a lot with medicine. I think a good place to start with talking about cults is faith. Kind of a tricky subject, and in and of itself, the word faith is a tricky word because we hear it, it's thrown out to us, and we use the word faith a lot, particularly in religion and politics. Oh, let's start with faith. And let's start with blind faith. It's, it's fascinating that we have the word faith, and then we attach the word blind to it. Because you see, faith truly is based on proof and evidence. It really is. And that's why we've developed the term blind faith, because we all realize that faith requires proof and evidence. Otherwise, why would you have faith in someone, something? Uh, most of you have an automobile, or you've been in an automobile, or a motorcycle, a bike, a scooter. Almost anything has wheels, okay? It's kind of, oh, someone just asked about coming on live and the answer to your question is yes, I would love for you to come on live with me next Wednesday night. Please email me, rabbiblock at hotmail.com and we'll discuss how we're going to come on live together as a team. And I do have a Zoom room, my own, without any time limits, so I'll send that to you and we can then set up next week. Okay, proof and evidence. We have cars, we have vehicles. Next time, stand next to whatever vehicle you're in and look at the tire or the wheel and compare it to the size of your own foot. You'll notice something very, very curious. At any given moment, that 
several ton vehicle or hundred pound bike or scooter is only touching the ground with the same space as your foot. You don't think about it. I don't think about it. You don't think about it. We have faith. Now, it's not blind faith. Yes, Judaism is open to anyone. We accept converts. And again, if, the, if you would like to discuss conversion with me, I would be glad to discuss what it means to convert to Judaism. In fact, let, let me start with the Book of Ruth. The Book of Ruth is the model for conversion to Judaism. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Whether thou goest, I will go. And so all branches of Judaism take that phrase from the book of Ruth, and of Ruth saying that to Naomi, and develop questions and studies so that you can answer that question yourself. You can say, I understand Judaism and I'm going to be Jewish. And that's the process. And so each of us as rabbis has a little bit different process, but please email me, I'll be glad to meet with you and, and, we, can, uh, and we can discuss your strategies, what you, what you need to know, whether you wanna go reform, conservative or orthodox. So when we get in a vehicle, we have faith. Our faith is based on proof and evidence. We've driven in the vehicle before. We've watched the vehicle go down the street. So we don't question its ability to take us somewhere safely. We have faith, all right? You go to see a physician. She prescribes medications for you. Why, why do you take them? Because you have faith in the FDA. You have faith in your physician. And what's it based on? Again, proof and evidence. And that's our starting point in talking about cults, is what is your proof and evidence to have faith in something? The, we have proof and evidence because we've seen our physician before. The physician went to certain schools. The physician is board certified. The medication prescribed have been tested. They've been certified. The FDA has evaluated them. Again, it's all proof and evidence. Not blind. I've always been fascinated by individuals that use street drugs. Talk about blind faith. What are you taking? What are you putting in your body? Someone said to you, this is whatever they say it is, and you take it? That's blind faith. Some of us would say it's just plain stupid, but I'm not going to judge what you're doing. Actually, the bird does have faith sitting on the branch because the bird through, the, through his own feet can sense if it's gonna crack and hold its weight. So again, animals use proof and evidence. They watch other animals. They go back to their favorite electric wire, their favorite lamppost. Mm -hmm. Herons, 
goes. They always go back to their favorite place because they've learned that it's safe and it can hold their weight. And what's really neat about a bird is if it starts to go, it could always fly. You and I can't do that. So we have to be a little more careful. Now, faith in yourself. Okay, let's branch off and talk about faith in ourselves. You have faith in yourself and you need to present yourself with proof and evidence. One of the reasons that we sometimes doubt ourselves is we don't stop and examine ourselves the same way we would examine a car, a medication, of proof and evidence. I'm right back to proof and evidence. Okay? Look at your values. Look at your behavior. Look at your choices. Then start drawing some conclusions. There's proof. And what's really neat about us is we can make decisions and change. If when we do an analysis, we realize that we're not getting to the same goal that we... Yeah, it's kind of neat. Someone just asked a good question about why Christianity, Islam, Judaism fight with each other. It's power and control. It's purely very, very simple. Really, power and control. I want things done my way. It's not about the goal. It's about doing it my way. And some, again, we get very annoyed. We mean human beings get very, very annoyed when other people reach the same goal we reach, but they do it differently. I'm not sure how to break that down, except by talking about it except by studying and reading. And let's go back to faith in ourselves and saying to ourselves, I need some more proof and evidence about my religious beliefs. I need some more proof and evidence about my political party. I need more proof and evidence about the person I'm going to vote for. It's not just about I read it or heard it or somebody posted it or Gee, they have a policy I like. Fascinating. Let me use our, the governor of the state of Maryland as an example. The governor made all kinds of promises. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to pay for that. He got elected. Last week, he announced to the state delegation, to the, the House, the state Senate, it's not enough money. He said, I can't do all the things I promised. Why did he promise them? He promised them to get elected. And you would think, as citizens and voters, we would realize by now that a lot of politicians say things to get our vote. And it's not going to happen. And we, could, we saw that when he presented his budget, when he said, I'm going to supply money for this, I'm going to supply money for that. Uh, People are saying it can't be done. There's not enough money. I'm not sure how much proof and evidence we need to stop voting for some of these people who make statements and promises not grounded in reality. And so faith in oneself is no different than having faith in doctor in your automobile, 
it's a matter of sitting down and proof and evidence. I don't have a lot of faith in politicians. I'm bringing up the governor of the state of Maryland as an example. He brought up, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And now he said, we have to set priorities. There's just not enough money. Why didn't he say that while he was running? Mm -hmm. That would have been honest. But that's not the way the system works. So, going back to religion. I'm not sure there's a, a best system for government. The British parliamentary system has its problems. Our two-party system has its problems. We certainly don't want a dictatorship. And there's something else about cults we have to be careful of. The individuals who have an extreme solution, one of the hallmarks of a cult is I'm right, they are wrong, they're causing the problem. If we get rid of them, everything will be fine. So appoint me as a leader, join my cult, and I'll make everything perfect or fine. There's one, that's one quick way to tell if someone is promoting a cult, because the reality is the world is gray, not black and white. It's not their fault. I'm right and they are wrong. They're contaminating our blood. They're polluting our system. They're taking away my job. Whenever starts, someone starts talking about they and them, you should run, not walk the other way. Because again, that's the hallmark of a cult. A cult leader wants to portray the universe as evil and bad, and we have to get rid of them. And a lot of things that start out good turn into cults, and sometimes cults can turn into good religions. However, the, the proof and evidence isn't a quick knee-jerk reaction. Oh, that's them. Oh, I hate them. No, no. Be very careful. Don't start with your position. Start with proof and evidence. What's going on? What's being said? One of the seductive one of the things that makes cults seductive is they don't offer proof and evidence. They offer a position and solution without outlining, without giving us the opportunity to weigh and see, hmm, what's going on? We do have a problem in the United States with unfettered, immigration. We have a problem. We have a problem, particularly at our southern border. We don't have a problem with Canada. The northern border isn't, but we do have a problem. And it's up to the House and the Senate to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And they've been kicking the can down the road my entire life. I can remember growing up, excuse me, hearing discussions about immigration policy. And <clears throat> one of the predictions was it's gonna get worse, and it has. 
we have a problem. It's not the president's problem. It's not the vice president's problem. It's not the candidates running. See, one of the neat things is if I, when I was on the school board, when I was running, I could say whatever I want about school board members because I wasn't on the board. I could say things and didn't matter whether they were true or not true, whether I made them up, whether they could be carried out or not carried out. I wasn't there. And so political candidates can point fingers, and that gives the beginning of a cult. There's a problem. Here is my solution. It's up to the House and the Senate, the Congress of the United States, to do something about the immigration problem. They don't want to do it. I, don't, I can't tell you why, but they don't. They're not. And we have a problem. Neat question, How, where do I go for my proof and evidence? There is a lot of bias. There is a lot of people pushing an agenda. So the answer lies in multiple sources. When you want proof and evidence, let's say for the war, what's going on in Gaza. I, I read Al Jazeera. I read Al Jazeera all the time to balance out the view I get from Haaretz from the Post, from watching MSNBC, from watching Fox. You do all of them. And as you listen, you can see, wait a minute, this is pushing, this is pushing. And the more sources you go to, the better balanced your view will be. Now, one of the things we want to watch out for are those sources that are clearly pushing an agenda that can't be supported in historic fact. And we can look up historic fact. We can look up the history of the Middle East. We can look up the history of the United Nations. We can look up what the United Nations voted on in 1946, 1947, 1948. That's online. That we can, it's not biased. And you don't have to go to any, any other sources for it. So if you're really interested in what's going on in Gaza, Let's start with the United Nations. Let's start with the British mandate of Palestine. So it was. Palestine was never a country. It was the British mandate. It was British Palestine. Let's start with that. Now, what are your sources? The British documents. It's all there. Then once you get that, you can start branching over into how is this understood by Egypt? How is this understood by Saudi Arabia? And someone asked the question about unbiased sources. The more places we go to, the more we can sort it out and realize that it's not simply a matter of them and us, that we're right and they're wrong. Martin Luther King, however, and Gandhi did point out some things that were wrong, killing, murder, rape. Now you're going to point out to me, oh, it's not my point. It's wrong for everybody to do it. And if one side is raping and murdering, it doesn't justify the other side doing it. And that's what I hear from all your comments. You keep pointing out to me what Israel's doing as if that justifies what Hamas is doing. I take issue with that. It doesn't justify it. 
In no way does it justify it. Each stands on its own disgrace. Each is wrong. Mm -hmm. And if we, we look at any history, Stalin, Hitler, what did Hitler say? Those foreigners are poisoning our blood. The untermenschen, the immigrants, the Jew, the gypsy, the Pole, the Czech, they're destroying pure German blood. If we could get rid of the Jews, the gypsies, the Poles, and the Czechs, we would have pure Aryan blood. We have to get rid of them. So the same thing applies with candidates. Just because a particular individual is not a very good president, I'm not a big Biden fan, it doesn't mean that Trump is good. No, each stands on their own merits. So let's be really careful not to vote for someone as if that's the only choice we have. Okay? And as all of you know, I believe in two states of Palestine and Israel, like I believe in Jordan recognizes the right of Israel to exist, Egypt recognizes Israel to the right to exist, so Palestine would recognize Israel the right to exist, and they would collect, collaborate and cooperate. There we go. Done deal. I don't have a lot of faith in um, that happening. However, let's see what happens. I happen to like uh, one of our political, not a candidate, but someone aspiring to be a candidate who served in the United Nations. I think she has a lot to offer, but I'm not, I don't want to mention any names or promote any candidates. But my point being, we just want to be really careful, just because we don't like Biden, to think that there's only one alternative. You weigh each one and listen carefully to what an individual is saying. And when any individual points a finger and talks about there's a Zionist conspiracy to take over the world, they want to kill us, they want to do that, um, they're replacing us. We have to be really careful, because that's a hallmark of a cult. One of the hallmarks of a cult is they are bad, we are good. If you listen and follow me, I'll take us, I'll save everybody. I'll save all of us. Mm -hmm. Our topic tonight is cults and faith. And faith begins with proof and evidence. Even faith in ourselves. We have to look at our own behavior and treat ourselves as if we're another person. What proof do I have that I should have faith in me? And if I'm doubting it, I go, hmm, I have to change my actions because I don't even have faith in myself because I've made some bad choices in the past. Ah, choices. So I can choose differently. So let's examine faith in a political candidate. Let's look at faith in a religion. What is the proof and evidence? 
And as soon as someone says, oh, you have to believe, then run, don't walk the other way. Every one of us should have to present proof and evidence. And for me, I don't want you to believe me. I don't want you to believe anything because it's written in an old religious book. I don't want you to believe in a tradition because it's been handed down from generations. No. I want you to observe and analyze. See if the teaching of the religion of the political party is supported by the policies of that party. I hear a lot of politicians say that they're Christian. I don't see them living Jesus. Take the Sermon on the Mount as your checklist. Look it up. Take the Sermon on the Mount. Listen to a politician that claims to be a Christian and see how their actions compare to what Jesus taught. See if they're living Jesus. And if you'd like a role model, Jimmy Carter. He lived Jesus till the day he died. Mm-hmm. So there's your criteria. And if we want to look at what Moses taught, what the, let's look at what the Hebrew prophets taught. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. There's your checklist. Someone says they're Jewish, it's a Jewish state. Look at the teaching of the prophets and see if what their actions are consistent. This is proof and evidence. Take the Quran. Look at the teachings of Muhammad. Look at the Hadith. Look at what Muhammad called Jews, the people of the book, and where to protect them. Sit down with a checklist. Mm -hmm. And then compare what's being said. Don't jump on that political bandwagon. Don't jump on the propaganda. Don't jump on the emotion. What is the proof and evidence? Mm -hmm. And it's there. And one of the neat things about the internet Jesus rabbi, Jesus prophet, Jesus teacher. Okay. I can, if you'd like, I'd be glad to meet with any of you and we can sit down. I can show you every one of Jesus' teachings grounded in Judaism because Jesus was born a Jew and died a Jew. He was, he did. So it's not surprising that those are his teachings. Okay. So we can talk about it. Proof and evidence in ourself. But when we talk about the Christian Bible, let's understand Old Testament was written in Hebrew. New Testament is Connie Greek. So we call one Hebrew scripture, the other Greek scripture. So the... The Gospels are Greek. They weren't written in Hebrew. And it was a particular form of Greek, just like Genesis and Exodus and the Torah was written in a, form, a biblical form, biblical Hebrew. Well, the New Testament, as it's called, the Gospels and the Epistles were written, and again, the language evolved. So the language, the Greek of the Gospels is different from the Greek and the Epistles. Mm-hmm. And that's because the Greek language started to develop, and it's different from modern Greek, just like biblical Hebrew is different from modern Hebrew. 
But there's your proof and evidence. Mm -hmm. The proof and evidence goes back to these documents. Now you can reach a conclusion. And violence doesn't justify violence. What Hamas did doesn't justify what Israel's doing. It's, it's a political decision and not to be justified. So stop asking for that kind of thing. Neither side is right in, in this violent and in these acts. Violence begets violence. And what were all the teachings about peace? Turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile, do unto others. Don't do unto someone what is hateful to you. The teachings are there. Protect the people of the book, Muhammad said. Mm -hmm. That has to be our message. I want you to have faith in yourself. I want you to have faith in your religion, not because it's blind, not because someone told you, but because you analyzed it, because you observed and you find the teachings agree with reason and is consistent with reality as you look out the window over the golf course. Mm -hmm. well, that's my message for us this evening. And it's up to each of us, if we really want peace, then don't promote hate. Don't support posts on TikTok. Don't repost things. There's lots of stuff I've seen that's Photoshopped. I've seen stuff that says Israel did this uh, and it really, it wasn't. It was something from another time, another place, another war. If you really want to promote peace, there are some things we have to do to stop. We have to stop it. And it can start here. It can start with you. It can start with me. And it can start with stop justifying and accusing one side because of what the other side did. Inexcusable. Well, our time is up. And again, any of you that would like to come live with me next Wednesday, please email me, rabbiblock at hotmail.com. We'll meet in my Zoom room, and I would love to have you join me as co-host. I'm not sure how we do it. That's why I want to talk to you. Well, thank you all for listening to me this evening, and I'll keep posting. <laughs>